and welcome to TESOL Pop. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about digital literacy skills is teacher trainer Claire Vogt. Claire has been teaching ESL and training teachers since 2008 in China and the UK. She specialises in teaching languages online and in building online courses to support teacher development. In addition, Claire is an experienced course director and tutor for the Trinity College London Certificate and Diploma TESOL courses. So welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Laura. You're most welcome. So today, with your experience in digital literacy, I thought we could talk about what digital literacy is, uh, what digital literacy skills our language learners need to prioritise, and finally, some top tips on how as teachers we can help to develop our learners' skills in this area. So to start with our first question, Claire, what is digital literacy? So digital literacy is a pretty common term these days, and it can be used to describe basically anything related to navigating, evaluating or interacting and using a range of different technologies and multimedia. And within the context of education, it's about being able to interact with this different technology to be able to support one's own learning. And often I think we see our learners using a lot of technology. When you talk about that, you're talking about like mobile phones, tablet devices, laptops. They use that in their social setting for fun after school, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can use it for educational learning purposes, right? Exactly, yeah. And when we're talking about digital literacy, we're talking about not only the ability to be able to use things like the hardware, so using laptops, iPads or tablets, mobile phones, but then also being able to use the different software related to those technologies. So things like the websites and the apps and virtual learning environments in their schools. Such as like the Google Classroom, I see a lot of uh, schools are using now for collaborative uh, projects in, in their classes and schools overall. So could you give an example of what, what could this look like then uh, in, a, in a lesson setting? Traditionally, I think when I first started teaching, we used to think a lot about how the teacher could incorporate technology into the classroom. So I remember doing a conference about eight or nine years ago now, where we were looking at how to integrate mobile phone technology into the classroom. But, but these days, technology has come such a long way that there are so many different things that learners can do with the technology in their lessons. And it doesn't just have to be about the teacher using technology, like using the internet and videos, etc. but it can also be far more integrated into the way that learners develop and learn autonomously as well. Mm. So how that would look in a classroom could be, for example, if you have a group of young learners who are doing a project, you mentioned Google shared documents. So the learners could all be on their laptops. They could be collaborating on producing a script, for example, and they could be discussing while editing a document at the same time, all on the various devices, but working on one single document in a cloud. So that, that's an example of how learners can integrate technology into their, their learning and become more autonomous as a result. I can see the importance in developing these skills so that you can have those kind of tasks and activities in, that, in, your, in your own classes. So digital literacy skills are obviously really important to develop in our classes. How as teachers can we support our learners developing these skills? 
So there are several ways that teachers can help learners to develop these important digital literacy skills. And it's important that teachers themselves understand the technology, they understand the features and functions of the different technology or software that they're using in their classes so that they can train their learners and help support their learners in integrating this technology into their own learning. So to give you an example, if a teacher wanted to use an online learning platform for teaching, let's say, an online class, then if the teacher can train the learners in how to use different features and functions, then the learners will become more competent users of this particular technology and it can help them to develop these key essential digital literacy skills at the same time. Mm. So for example, I've been doing a lot of online classes with my learners and I've been training teachers as well on how to use this technology with their learners. And you can see as the teacher becomes more confident using online platforms such as Zoom, for example, then they're able to also train their learners in how to use different features of the technology. So, for example, they might be doing a class and showing, showing a video to their learners about wildlife and then at the same time asking their learners to annotate onto the screen some vocabulary that they know so they could elicit target language and the learners can, can annotate or they can write in the chat box. But learners can't necessarily do this automatically. They need to be shown how to do it first. Absolutely. And I think not bombarding them all at once with all these different tools, maybe think about integrating them over a scheme of work so that you can master one skill at a time with your learners will really help build their confidence and mean that you can set up tasks quite swiftly as well as time goes on. Exactly. So I always find it interesting when I see learners adapt quickly to using different different types of technology, different software. And by the second or third time they've used, say, an online shared document, they they just naturally go straight to the, the online document and they're able to share ideas straight away without even thinking about it, it becomes second nature. So I see my, a lot of my teachers also doing Kahoot quizzes with their learners. And at first you might get some learners who maybe they don't have very fully developed digital literacy skills, but after they've done this kind of quiz a couple of times, again, it becomes second nature and they, they start to really enjoy it and mm -hmm. benefit from it. I think I'd put this under the heading of general IT skills, being able to use the hardware and, and software or platforms that you're using. So that's number one digital literacy skill that a teacher should focus on developing over a scheme of work. Are there any other areas that a teacher should focus on? As well as actually using the, the software and the hardware and being able to integrate it into their learning, I think also being able to critically evaluate online sources, that, that's another very important area. So if you're sending particularly young people to look up things on the internet or research topics on the internet, they need to know what is considered to be a good source. And so these other 21st century skills, things like critical thinking comes into play as well. So to be able to actually analyze what is a, a good resource for, for their own learning so that the teacher doesn't always have to direct them to a particular resource. They can actually go away and find resources that are useful for their own learning, particularly as they become older. And once they reach university level or go into the workplace, this is an essential transferable skill for life. Mm -hmm. Being able to use search engine data and select what, what is appropriate. And I imagine also if you 
do direct them to a website as part of a web quest, knowing, you know, where on the website to look for the information you've assigned them as part of the task. Exactly. And how to extract that information mm. from from a website. So these days we we often read books for leisure, but we don't so often go to books to do our research anymore. Our first instinct is to go and look at the internet. So the internet has such a vast array of information and even one website can have so many different pieces of information on it that to be able to navigate a website effectively is something that some of us may take for granted, but something that young learners in particular need to develop over time. Mm -hmm. So aside from general IT and evaluating uh, content, uh, online. Uh, are there any other areas that you focus on? So these days, a lot of people are having to communicate online. So that could be via social media platforms, that could be on messaging, um, using messaging apps. So things like WhatsApp or WeChat in China, and also being able to do online meetings or online conferences. So with a lot of home teaching now, a lot of students are having to take their lessons online at home. So even students as young as three and four are taking online lessons. So being able to communicate via an online platform is also another essential uh, skill that learners can develop, which is also related to digital literacy as well. And then there's also the, the aspect of safety as well. Yeah. So when we're sending our learners to to communicate with others or when we're asking our learners to communicate with others online we also need to think about our learners safety particularly for young learners being able to evaluate whether online content is appropriate both by the teacher but also by the learner so of course the teacher has to select appropriate content for the age group or the cultural background of the learner that he or she is teaching but then also, if the learner is searching for things by themselves, they also need to be able to evaluate whether something is appropriate. Mm. If you're putting learners into groups to do, to do group work online, whether that be maybe a group on a social media platform, on a virtual learning platform, or even a lot of schools these days are using messaging apps like WhatsApp, etc., to put learners into groups so they can communicate during group work. We also need to be aware of student safety as well and be aware of things like cyberbullying and student privacy, things like this. Yeah. So this is something in these, you know, these days, it's kind of unavoidable that students, it's, it's unavoidable that students would not have to communicate online. So we need to think about ways that we can implement safety measures into our teaching practice as well. Absolutely. In terms of developing learners' general IT evaluation skills and you know, ensuring that they're safe online, what tips would you leave teachers with today on how they can build these three areas of digital literacy skills? Okay, so I'll deal with each one individually. Yeah. When, when we think about general IT skills, so going back to what I was talking about earlier, so using the hardware, using the software, the online learning platforms, etc. We need to make sure that learners are prepared. We don't want it to be a stressful experience. We want, we want IT or the technology to actually enrich their learning rather than make them feel stressed out or, or add an extra layer of complexity to things. 
So as we know, these days, young learners are pretty tech savvy. So once you show your learners how to do something, as I mentioned before, it often becomes second nature. But making sure you have some kind of orientation training for the resources that you intend to use is really important. So we need to make sure that learners have these concrete skills in order to be able to use this technology, whether that's the software, so an online virtual learning environment or platform, or whether that's a new piece of hardware that you've given to your learners, such as a tablet. Yes. And what about the evaluation skills? So I think for the evaluation skills, the teacher needs to be able to integrate different activities that raise learners' awareness of how to critically evaluate different online sources. So this could be done in a number of ways, exposing learners to different types of content over time. So a variety of different web resources, different apps, different podcasts, etc., different video platform websites, so that the learners get used to having a variety of different content. And then also when you're setting tasks, making sure that you demonstrate as part of the instructions what it is that you want them to do with this resource and also integrating into your instructions how they can evaluate whether that resource is going to be useful for their particular task. Yeah, you could always make it part of the task as well that you give them like scaffolded instructions or clues as they're beginning to build this skill to help them to identify, oh, I need to go to this page or, you know, just to break it down a bit as opposed to just demonstrating and then letting them have a go. Exactly. So maybe even providing your learners with something like a checklist. Nice idea, yeah. So you give the learners a few pointers. You maybe, as you mentioned, provide some scaffolding, maybe a table, something that they can fill in, and Mm. some suggested websites, etc. And making sure that all of your tasks have a clear purpose. So don't just send them off into the internet to to search for a particular topic, you need to actually give them a lot more guidance. And as they develop these skills, they will become more autonomous and they need less guidance and less support over time. Another really good thing that I like to do with my learners is also encourage self-reflection after they've done this kind of task. So asking questions after the task, getting them to think about the suitability of the resource that you've given them. Maybe it's not the most suitable resource for them, Maybe they can talk about the usefulness of this resource in terms of their English development, and they can also talk about the ease of use. Was this app easy to use or was it rather complex? And finally, about the matter of safety, um, I think I'd say on this one, a lot of schools do already have a policy um, in place, which teachers should be familiar with in implementing, right? Yeah, so of course you've got government policies as well on digital safety for young people. And I would also agree that all schools should have some kind of digital safety policy. But if you feel like your school doesn't have one, then maybe implementing a digital safety policy could be good so that your teachers are aware of what they should do in certain situations and also making sure that your students are aware as well. So I think as well as it being the teacher's job to monitor good netiquette, we, we also want to make sure that the learners feel confident in knowing what they should do if they feel like their safety is being compromised. As well as the teacher vetting resources and content online, making sure they train their learners as well on the do's and don'ts for online communication. 
For example, there are some good websites that you can direct your learners to. There, there's one called thinkyouknow.co.uk, which has good resources for different age groups. So obviously the kind of issues that young learners will face online depends on the age. So the kind of issues that very young learners under eight years old will face compared to teenage learners is going to be very different. And so websites like this cater for the different age groups and give information which is age group specific. And then also setting procedures in place. So if a young learner does feel like they're being bullied in an online forum, for example, or if they're getting unsolicited messages from, from somebody else, then knowing what they should do, such as communicating with a teacher or someone they trust or parents is, is a really good policy to have in place. People don't always think about these things when they think about digital literacy, but all of these things are related to digital literacy. So your general IT skills, your critical evaluation skills, and also just being able to make sure that you're safe when you're in an online environment. This is all related. It's quite a big topic, isn't it? I hadn't really thought of it in such a, a big, big picture kind of way. Um, so it's been really helpful talking to you today. Thanks very much, Claire. You're welcome. And it was uh, good to be on the podcast. If you would like to learn more about digital literacy and other 21st century skills, then please check out the blog on the TESOL POP website. Finally, if you have a question that you would like us to answer, then you can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or the website tesolpop.com. Mm-hmm.